Indeed, there are more questions than answers, like should people who use the wrong words have the humidity to admit it? Hi, America. <laughs> Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites, and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall in the hope that my mother is snoring the tune that she heard before she went to bed. It picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. Let's have a listen. Yep, love rockets in sight afternoon. <laughs> what? Oh, delight. <laughs> so snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and all value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and adolescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. Heather always forgets to change the oil in her time machine every six months, or after every 3,000 years. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> time machine jokes aren't funny. My no. great-great-grandson gets seriously hurt in a time machine crash. Did you know such wow. things? Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Heather loves sleep because it's like a time machine to breakfast. Oh, that's true. Chad is joining us tonight. Michelle's on vacation. He is our resident psychologist and uber skeptic. Only a psychologist right. as talented as Chad can understand Chad. 
Welcome to the show, Chad. <laughs> Chad is holding this weekend cheerleader tryouts for his fantasy football team. Full outfits are encouraged. <laughs> they're mad, they're bad, and they are paranormal. This is season three, episode 32. And as always, as convention dictates, we start with our first round that's called General Lack of Knowledge. Oh, good. Armed with the slippery buttered toast that is the gong of infinite knowledge, it mm. signals the sunny side up of statistics and the rolled oats of facts. That'll bind you up. Stand mm. back, team. Yep. Always <laughs> impressive money, very well spent. Today, we say happy birthday to Ghostbusters Bill Murray, who was born in Illinois in 1950. So I love him. For the mm-hmm. first time in the history of MQTA yeah? Radio. I cannot believe that. Strange, bizarre, and fascinating facts about Bill Murray. Points okay, are there it. if you wish to embrace them. Do it. While on vacation, Bill Murray became fed up with autograph hunters. When a woman in a first coat dismissively thrust a pen and paper at him, he picked her up and did what with her? Motorboated her. He motorboated. (laughs) Me too. A woman in a fur coat who came up to him and asked for his autograph. Are you sticking with that or was that first random thought? Are you looking for an action or a quote? I'm looking for an action there. I shouldn't be giving you clues, but I've been doing this now for five years. He gave her the finger. And we're going to... Based yes. an entire quiz around this, are we? Yep, the finger. Bill Murray Just gave like this. a woman. I can see what you're doing. You're <laughs> yeah. giving me one That's point. One. I'll take that. <laughs> I'm now on <laughs> one point. Chad, what did Bill Murray do to an autograph hunter that wouldn't leave him alone in a fur coat? She thrust a pen and paper into his face in a hotel, and he did what? Picked her up and used her as a feather duster. He certainly picked her up. I cannot give the points away. He walked to the swimming pool and threw a straight into the hotel swimming pool. Heather, of course, puts the P in Paul. So I'd share that with you. (laughs) Nice. Robert Downey Jr. wanted Bill Murray to appear in the Iron Man series. Yeah. He pushed most vehemently for this to happen. Sure. Why did this not happen? Why did Bill Murray not appear in the Iron Man series? I just need you to give me the reason why the points will be yours. You can't replace them. Uh, he had a conflict. He had a conflict of interest. Yeah. Too many other things going on. He was filming Ghostbusters, the remake, which was bleh. So the three minutes he appeared on film That's took him right. away from the Iron Man series. I'd be very unhappy if that was me. Yeah. Opportunities missed in life, would you not think? <laughs> I don't know. Chad, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Why did he not appear in the Iron Man series? It's an interesting reason, if you grasp it. Robert Downey Jr. Wow. was most insistent violated his contract for another film. Murray is almost impossible to contact. He has no agent and he just has an 800 number where you can leave a message, but he never listens to them. They could not literally contact him. He doesn't want to be contacted by man nor beast. And they tried and tried and tried and they just could not track the guy down. He doesn't answer his phone. He doesn't have an agent. And he has an 800 number where you can leave messages regarding films, but he never listens to those messages. Bill, give me a call. I've thought of a nice message we could leave. Hi, I'm probably home. I'm just avoiding someone I don't like. Leave me a message. And if I don't call you back, it's you. 
Wow, that's true. American author and journalist Hunter S. Thompson nearly killed Murray by tying him to a chair and then doing what? Is this true? 100%. Everything I tell you is the gospel (laughs) truth, madam. Tickling him with a feather. He nearly killed him by tickling him with a feather. That's right. Can you laugh to death? Have you seen the Monty Python, the world's funniest joke? You can tickle someone to death. There used to be a comedy series in the 1970s that was extremely popular called The Goodies. And there was three gentlemen. They just came out of university. They had a comedy show that was very surreal. Giant cats destroying London, being chased by giant cartoon characters. Very, very surreal. Very 1970s. A guy actually died of laughing watching that show. And his widow wrote to the team and said it's how he would have wanted to go. So I have recorded, I do know of an incident of somebody laughing themselves to death. So he tied him to a chair, famous journalist, yeah, Hunter S. Thompson, and tickled him until he nearly died. Is that what you're going with? Yeah. Chad, I throw the door open to you to step in and grab the currently chained up points that are available <laughs> for you. He uh, helped him go on an ether binge. <laughs> and by help, I mean he was tied to a chair. You have a very strange and bizarre mind, Dr. Wow. Peters. <laughs> We should have learned from the first question. He then threw him into a swimming pool. He tied him to a chair (laughs) and they threw him into a swimming pool. Well, then how did he live? Well, someone had to go in and grab him or he wriggled so quickly to avoid being drowning. He managed... That's ridiculous. ...to escape. It's all 100... I don't believe it. ...percent true. Mm -hmm. I cannot give the points away, but I have scored one so far because Miss Morris gave me one point. It's very simple. Did you know Bill Murray shares his birthday with Stephen King? Awesome. Born today in Maine in 1947. Love it. So, for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating facts about Stephen King. Oh, it is getting close to halloween Stephen King loves appearing as a cameo in his own films and TV adaptations as Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Also love to do, of course. Someone will gain the points tonight because all I need you to do is to tell me how many times Stephen King has appeared in his own films. Twelve. Or his own TV adaptation. Miss Morris is throwing the double integer of 12 into the middle of the floor. Chad, you have a choice to make. Closest one will win the points. I'm going higher. You're going to go higher? How much higher? Oh. I'm going to pin you down on this. 16. 16. I'm going to share the points evenly. Between both of you, it was in fact 14. Hmm. Miss Morris went 12. <laughs> Chad went 16. You're going to get two points each. You suck. <laughs> you can see why I wanted to get an answer from you, right? All becomes ridiculous. Clear. You're now tying for the lead with Miss Morris, Chad, as we mm. live and breathe. Stephen King actually wrote 1,200-page novel while we were actually reading the last question out. I don't doubt Mm, it. He tries to get through 2,000 words a day, apparently. Wow. There you go. He should write some history books at some point. I could spend a month in a historical society or the basement of some sort of uh, library, and I'd only come away with a sentence to use. Drives Mm -hmm. me insane. I wish I wrote fiction. Yeah. Being a writer of history takes a very long time. I'd love to get up in the morning, smoke a cigarette, have a cup of coffee, take the dog for a walk, knock Uh out 5,000 words, spend the rest of the afternoon napping. Right. Not for me. Dusty, (laughs) antediluvian buildings, mouldy newspapers, miserable German women in their 80s that run historical societies is my life, unfortunately. 
There we are. You love those women. I love each and every one of them. <laughs> he loves a strudel. I do love a strudel, but let's not go down that road. Stephen King has a phobia of two things. One of them is the number 13. If he's writing on page 13, he has to keep writing until he's finished sure. that entire page. He mm. doesn't like the 13th floor. And of course, many buildings don't have 13 floors. They jump straight from 12 That's true. to 14. I just need you to tell me what his other phobia Spiders. is. You're saying Stephen King doesn't like spiders. Yeah. Isn't there some sort of giant space alien spider type thing at the end of it? Is that mm-hmm. where I'm going? There's something mm-hmm. that's very... Spiders. You're covering all your ground there, aren't you? From clowns eight through legs. to... Eight legs. Spiders. Yeah. Chad, what's Stephen King afraid of? Clowns. Clowns. It's a very good guess. Claudiophobia. But he's actually afraid of flying, would you believe? No oh. way. Doesn't oh. like flying. A man Ugh. after my own heart. Mm. I've flown all over the world. I've been to 32 countries, travelled around the globe many, many times. I was making my way back from Greece to London in 1994 and suddenly the fuselage cracked and the plane depressurized, and we suddenly dropped many thousands and thousands of feet in a very short period of time. Everyone was being flailed around. Mm-hmm. Eardrums were burst. Oxygen masks fell from the ceiling. Everyone was panicking. People were praying and we had to make an emergency landing. From that point on, I've been afraid of flying. But I get back on the... I drug myself up now. I take a lot of diazepam as soon as I go into the gate. And then I take another one when I get on the plane. And it's wake me up in six hours' time, covered in dribble with the imprint of the cushion on my face with one of the uh, air stewardesses slapping me saying, wake up, sir, we're here. That's what I want. That's my flying. That's where I want to be. Something very odd happened, actually. I said my piece. I was ready to die. And then... When we actually landed safely, there was an element of disappointment. It was very strange. You gear yourself up for the worst, and then when it doesn't happen, I know it sounds very strange, and I'm sure a psychologist yeah. could write a paper on that, but I actually felt a little bit Chad, disappointed. can that you write a paper on that? We've got an hour. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to try that for his PhD. <laughs> In the event of cabin depressurization, oxygen masks will drop from the ceiling, and untangling them will annoy you before you die. Great. Leonard Cohen, Larry Hagman, of course, who was JR in Dallas. Ethan Cohen, one of the Cohen brothers, famous yeah. director, producer. Ricky Lake, do you remember her? Mm-hmm. And Liam Gallagher of Oasis, the band Oasis, were all born today, as well as Stephen King and Bill Murray. Ooh. So it appears New Year's Eve is a very popular, drunken, physical evening. Is that ah. it, huh? Yeah, do the Nine maths, it's ago. all there. I don't do math. <laughs> it's something that happens to other people, isn't it? That's right. On this very day, in 1937, The Hobbit was published, written, of course, by J.R. Nice. Tolkien. So for the first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about The Hobbit. Oh, I thought you were going to say midgets. About midgets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to change my quiz now. (laughs) Martin Freeman, the actor who plays the Hobbit, of course, famous for being Dr. Watson in the BBC Sherlock Holmes series and The Office, the British version of The Office. If you've never seen that, I would recommend that very highly. Had to shave his what to make it easier for his role in The Hobbit. What did Martin Freeman have to shave? But Hobbits are meant to have hairy feet. I know, but they needed to put more hair on his feet, so he had to shave them. So he shaved his feet. You've got hairy feet. So? 
I'm just saying, it must <laughs> keep you very warm in the cold Minnesota evenings as you're trudging right. between so the cabin and the another barn. Point to I've you. got another two point points. for me. Wow, two whole points. <laughs> Everyone's now tied for the lead. Your philanthropy knows no bounds, That's does right. it? What did he have to shave, Chad? What did Martin Freeman shave for the role of the Hobbit? His face. He had to shave his face. Feet, Miss Morris. <laughs> really? Is 100% yes. correct. To make it more comfortable. It feels great. To put his hairy prosthetic feet on and off. Wow. You can tell how much a woman likes you by her feet. If they're behind her ears, she really, really likes you. Wow. How no. many miles no. of yak hair did the special effects department use during the 18 months of filming of the first Hobbit Film. Of course, every hairy creature. How many what? Yak miles of yak hair. Three. They used three miles of yak hair in the filming. Is it square? For prosthetic square yak hair. Square miles. Square miles, like filling up fields, like acreage. Yes. It's distance I'm looking for here. Distance rather than 16. acreage. Sixteen. You're now changing that to sixteen. Yeah, if you're going by length instead of square, yes. So what if it was square? What are you going with then? Whatever I said before because I forgot. Four. <laughs> so you're going four square miles. I thought miles, I said three, but whatever. <laughs> or 16 miles. That's right. Okay, someone's doing the maths out there and laughing at the moment at you, I would suggest. Chad, how many miles of yak hair did they use in the special effects department for The Hobbit? Oh, let's go more than 16. Pick a number. 20. You win the points. It's 450. Jeez. 450 miles. How many would that be square? A lot. <laughs> That's a lot of yak hair right there. I feel sorry for the yak. There's a yak somewhere that's I been need waxed. To do some calculations. What's 16 Or you could square? sit with the quiz and try and be funny. How no. would that be? I'm going to see if I'm right. That's more than What's funny. Funnier than Heather? What's funnier than Heather doing math? Yes, let's sit and watch her do math. That would be great radio, wouldn't it? You, would you like a can of WD-40 squirted in your oh, ear? Oh, you are mean. I mean, The Hobbit, of course, is the story of a small man wandering around with a ring. That's right. It's about Tom Cruise's search for a new wife. Oh, whatever. That was then, but this is now. As we enter the round that we call Mailbag! Yay! All right, mailbag. mailbag! We loves the Mailbag. We love reading out your comments of support, your letters, any notes you wish to make about the show, your favourite parts of the show, your worst part of the show. We can read those out. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, everything is there for you. All of tonight's stories, all of the banter, the jokes, the cartoons, everything is there. There's more stuff on there that we can possibly read out. And there's things on there we can't read out. Like Slide. what? Well, we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Alan from a small town in Kansas posted, I am glad you are on a Friday night. Because if it came on Sunday nights, Monday morning would suck. Right. I think Thank he's referring you, to the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game. <laughs> Probably would. If during the course of this show, Heather mentions the words bunk, if the bell is rung, if Michelle on her vacation manages to snort and we hear it from where we are, you can <laughs> charge your glasses and take a drink. He actually said he missed Friday's show and he actually oh, caught the repeat of the bummer. show on Sunday. 
Yay! So all is not lost. No. That then did make his Monday mornings very difficult. That's sad. <laughs> is where sad. we are. We but G. Alan I. listens to us first on the Dark Matter Digital Network, 10pm Central Time every Friday night. Come rain or shine or snow for the mm. last five years solid. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries yeah. all over the world. And I am going to read out the top 10 of those very shortly, and there's one or two little surprises here in amongst there. John, regular listener of the show, simply posted, I love this show. Loves you, John. I love this show as well, except from the moments where I say, why am I here? Or like these. (laughs) Or when Heather gives me extra points. That's another two points I'm getting, is it? (laughs) I'm in a runaway, unassailable lead at this moment. Unbelievable. I love this show. (laughs) I have to help because Michelle's not here. Why am I here? Ding, ding. Wow. He was accessing our archives. You can go to our archives. They're 100% free. You can go to them anytime you wish. Every single show for the last five years, week in, week out, is there, all backed up on SoundCloud. If you search mm-hmm. for MQTA Radio on SoundCloud.com, you can listen to them, every single one, while you're in the car on a long journey, mowing the grass, yeah. in the shed, sitting in an exam. In the gym, walking the dog, <laughs> sitting on the toilet, anywhere you wish. Anywhere. Eating your breakfast, traveling in a time machine. Anywhere. You can listen to them. If you're listening on SoundCloud now, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate. Leave us a review. What we do, you can leave us a review. If you go to iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Gasbox, Brussels Sprouts, Armadillos, <laughs> Apples and about? Oranges, Up Every the Pears, week. Mary Poppins. Yeah, Gasbox, that thing that you're supposed to rock from that one song from the from the 80s. You know, <laughs> rock the Gasbox. Rock oh, yeah, the Gasbox. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm sure the Clash are currently celebrating you. <laughs> celebrating you. It's real and they like points. it. Look more points. points. <laughs> Should I stay or should I go? Go. <laughs> this is the, you want me to go, do you? <laughs> Listen, I can hear London calling. <laughs> I'll sure. be back there very shortly. I'm glad you're with me, Chad. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes, 100% correct. You can go to SoundCloud. Everything's there. We do an extra 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes, depending on how funny yeah. we wish to be. About mm. 25 minutes. It an depends. extra 20 to 25 minutes. It's an Easter egg. If you go to SoundCloud, search for MQTA Radio, we do a round. We stay in the studio at the end of the show, at the top of the hour. We stay in the studio. We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes Uh of absolute filth. Naughty. Dirtiness. Wow. (laughs) You're actually turning me on, Chad. You need to stop Spanking. Lovely. Spanking news. When we go (laughs) through the world's news, looking for the paranormal each week, we come across stories that are so good. Yeah. To do with all of the things we've just mentioned, but we cannot read them out on air no, for fear of a, getting a fine yeah. or being removed because there are some very prudish people out there. Don't there listen. Is. If you don't like it, don't listen. It's Turn free. It off. No one's paying you. It's no. ridiculous. <laughs> if you don't like it, why are you listening? That's right. But Shut it off. convention dictates that we have to do this in our archives. If you go at the top of the hour when we go off air and you hear our German classical music fading out into the distance, jump over to SoundCloud. More questions and answers. MQTA Radio is what you want. Yeah. We have an extra 20 to 25 minutes of naughtiness and people say that's their favourite part of the show. It's my favourite part. Oh, yeah. If you go there right now after the show, you'll actually find our 200th episode as well. So some of you may recall, some of you would recall Several weeks ago, we got the whole of the International Paranormal Society awesome. in we the had studio, studio full, full oh, of guests. Such a good time. We had a cake. 
Yeah, we did. And that was an awesome episode. It was to celebrate a 200th. We had drinks. Episode. <laughs> combining our first series, our second series. That we did. And our third series. All together, we were yeah. on 200. So if you go over there, you've got extra as well. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Top of the yeah. hour. Jump over there. Jump. If you like what we do. Yeah. If you appreciate what we do. Appreciate. And we're free. We're free. You can go to patreon.com. Again, MQTA Radio. You can donate a single dollar to the show. Many people have. We appreciate that. Martin oh, in God, New York. Oh, yes. I love Martin. Robin. Right, right. Many, many others are donating to the show. We have to use the studio. We have to buy equipment. We have studio costs. We have to pay platforms. for all of the platforms. That's yeah. the main cost of everything mm. we've just said to you. So yeah. if you don't donate to our show, and it's free, of course, you can do whatever you wish. I'm not forcing anyone to do anything. But we don't want to be running at a loss. And so you... Robin, we need to thank her, too, because she's a huge contributor alongside Martin. Yes, awesome. Martin in New York. And, and Robin! in Massachusetts. Love, sir. Perfect. You can go on there. And you get a lot for your dollar. You get to listen to episodes that will never be aired. You get to listen to the show first and many, many other benefits and bonuses. We're going to have more. Marilyn posted, you were very silly last week. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Of course. There we are. Heater in New York has also added great show last night. Nothing else I listen to makes me laugh out loud. Oh, thank you. That guy is hilarious. He is. I love him. Fantastic. (laughs) Daniel posted, I just want to thank Heather, Michelle and Adrian for posting all of the stuff I send them from the internet. It's just nice to share things with folks that have a special sense of humor, <laughs> just Wait like me. Wait a second. Me. Special. Yes, you're very special. Quotes. I've got your crown. You're very special. How freaking crony. Makes me happy. You can go to our Twitter account, Adrian <laughs> underscore Lee underscore tips. We have 100,000 followers on there. Don't forget yeah. my books are available if you're looking for a haunted read. Is it too early to discuss Halloweenus? Never too early to discuss Halloween. It's all year round. If you're interested in ghosts, hauntings, the paranormal, psychic abilities, theology, history, everything is there for you on Amazon. If you go to Adrian Lee on Amazon, I write the Mysterious series, Mysterious Midwest, Mysterious Minnesota, and How to Be a Christian Psychic. And I also read some chapters out on YouTube for free. You can go on there, How to Be a Christian Psychic, Adrian Lee. There's some steampunk novels I've written and read as well. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to bed late in the evening with the sound of an Englishman reading you a story to Nanai with a glass of milk and a warm cookie, you can go on there. Search for Victorian Detective Adrian Lee. Finally, D asks, she wants to know what got us into the paranormal field. Miss Morris, what got you into the paranormal field? You've got 30 seconds, go. Mm. Saw a ghost in my grandmother's house in 20 years. It was confirmed when my sister came up to me and said, did you ever see a ghost in grandma's house? And I said, yes. And that got you interested in the paranormal? Yes. I was a small child. I got given my grandmother's, my great grandmother's deathbed, which I didn't know was her. She just bought a brand new bed and then she died in it. And I was a little boy and I needed an adult bed. So they gave me her deathbed. So as a small child, I saw my great grandmother walking around my bedroom, would you believe? Nice. And then in later life, I studied history and I suddenly realized, wouldn't it be fantastic if we could talk to dead people and interview spirits? Because when you're studying history, you're using secondary source material. If you talk to the dead, you're using primary source material. She wants to know 
What was our first investigation like? Can you remember where your first investigation was, Miss Morris? It was in Minnehaha Falls at the Minnehaha Falls cabin in Minneapolis. And I heard a girl's voice upstairs when there was only six adults downstairs. Wow. I ended up doing, I think, the City Hall in a place called Luton in North London with the Luton Paranormal Society. And I got some K2 hits, but nothing else happened. It is the want of the paranormal investigator that you can sit for hours and hours on end with nothing happening. And when we present evidence, when we present recordings on the show, when I write my books, those are the little snap parts of it's information. It's like six seconds yes. at most. That's right. And you've sat there for four days. That's right. This is exactly where we are. Chad is 100% skeptical on all of this. But... Oh, yeah. but you must have had a ghostly experience. I cannot believe you've gone through your life and not had a single paranormal experience. I think almost everything I've had, I've been able to explain by natural means. Boo! Get off the show, Chad. (laughs) Chad's on minus 10. Yes! You need yin and yang. And I thought with Michelle out of my way, I was going to win this one, too. No. You are in the lead at the moment. We do need yin and yang. We're not going to hold this against you, sir. (laughs) Finally, Dee wants to know, what's the most creepy or the worst experience you've had? So what was the creepiest and then what was the worst? And it might not necessarily be paranormal, but just something bad happening. I've never had the worst, ever. See, I'm going to say something in a minute and you were there and you will agree with me it was the worst. Mm, I'd say the creepiest thing was in the basement of a pharmaceutical thing shop in Sock Center. And I think you were with. Yes, I was on that And was his name Big John or John John Henry? Henry? Yep, you've got it. And he had a thing for naughty magazines, if I'm right. I did find a few from the 1950s wedged behind the cistern of the toilet in the basement of the corner drugstore in Salt Center. This is true. And Mm. it was just you and I sitting in the room because I don't care. (laughs) Yes, the rest of the team wouldn't go in there and we've got to the point where I don't care. (laughs) And so you and I were like, whatever comes, comes. And so you and I were sitting oh, there where the everybody else, magazine. yeah, where everybody else, it, we had a naughty magazine and it was turned open to one of the pages. It was a trigger object. Those women were hairy back in the 60s. Yeah. I had to, it was like a bad trapper's hat. That's right. Christ. And so they're all the way in the other room. So there's a group of like 12 of them in the other room and it's just Adrian and I sitting alone. And all of a sudden I got this feeling like I wanted to punch Adrian. I mean, really punch him to get him the heck out of the room. And it was wow. that adamant. And I had just met him. So I'm like, you need to leave and you need to leave now. You need to leave me here alone. He said, I can't leave you here alone. And I said, no, I've got this feeling. You've got to get the heck out of here. And she's wanted I'm to punch, punch me you. ever since on every show we've ever done. <laughs> See, what you're telling you me is you're people. possessed by the ghost of John Henry. And that's why you're mean to me constantly. Uh, no, it was that was the creepiest I think I've ever felt. I think the worst really. experience is when we had to do an investigation in a disused opera house. It was about to be renovated and knocked down. Hmm. So we had a limited amount of time to get in there and it was February and it was minus 30, I think. Sure. Inside, the ink in my pen froze. So it wasn't paranormal. It was just miserable. And we've been in the bottom of cargo freighters up to our ankles in oily water with Mm -hmm. asbestos, peeling lead paint. I mean, we've been in some horrible pits of buildings, disused factories, abandoned cargo freighters. Do you remember the fog that came across the basement of the St. James Hotel in Red Wing? Yes. That was very creepy, I guess. Yeah. Seeing a fog of people. That's a Stephen King novel right there. Mm. A fog of dead people that are drowned 
in the river at the back of the hotel yeah. back in the day in the sea wing disaster when a paddle steamer went down and three or four hundred Victorian women drowned with all their crinolines and all of their layers on. That was a bit grim, I have to say. But sure. there you go, Dee. We, I, th- I hope we've answered those for you very clearly. Good questions. As always, we now have Dr. Chad Peters' bizarre, strange and fascinating random fact of the week. Sivu play, Mr. Peters. Oh, this one's kind of on point. Key West is not the westernmost Florida key. West of Key West are the Marquis Keys, followed by Dry Tortugas, home of Fort Jefferson National Monument. You always leave this show with more than you arrive with. If you laugh, if you leave with more than you arrive with, that's got to be worth a dollar, isn't it? (laughs) Would you not think? I'm hoping. My soccer team, the team that I support, is West Ham United. Terrible. But actually based in East Ham. I just thought I'd share that with you. And they're terrible. (laughs) They're not terrible. They try. It's an East London side. They're very poor. Can you say what you've done this last week? (sighs) I used to play. (laughs) <laughs> for 20 years I played semi-professional soccer in Britain it's always been my ambition to coach soccer to little kids yes. in America on Monday and every Monday until the snow comes I'm teaching hundreds and hundreds of kids in town voluntarily how to play soccer oh, I'm really? helping out running a soccer camp with little kids there will be videos Oh, that's great. Soon. We were doing some drills and practicing <laughs> passing, and they're only little whippersnappers. I mean, they're, they're six, seven. seven. Yeah, yeah, the eldest ones there are 10 or 11. One kid was called Adrian, and I only realized this about an hour in. And I said, why didn't you tell me your name was Adrian? I don't meet too many Adrians. He said, I don't know. So I said, oh, nice to meet another Adrian. And I shook his hand, and I said, before we continue... Is there anyone else here called Adrian, just so we can get this out of the way? And every kid put their hand up and said, yes, I'm called Adrian too. I love them. And I'm like, give yes, them all a hug. of course you are. Let's get on with it. Wow. We enter the first round proper that we call Ghosts and Hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. Chad is on four. I'm on two. Miss Morris is also on two. So everything is there to play for. Legendary ghost steeped in storm folklore has apparently been captured on film during Hurricane Florence. If you see the grey man ghost of Pawley Island. That's an episode of Scooby-Doo, isn't it? The grey man ghost of Pawley's Island. It is said (laughs) that your home will be spared devastation by the elements according to South Carolina local legend. Now a pair of YouTube ghost hunters claim to have seen the stormy spectre during the recent hammering in the U.S. state, footage of a stormy pier seems to show a shadowy figure walking along the promenade as the driving rain lashes the shore. The Ghost Guys Go YouTube channel claims to have seen the ghost walking at the end of the pier during a live stream uploaded yesterday. Sightings of the mysterious spectral figure started at 1822. I guess that's not in YouTube, I suspect. 1822 is the year. It's not 22 minutes past six, if anyone's wondering. According to the legend, a young man had just returned from the sea and was on his way across the island to ask his lover's hand in marriage. But he was thrown from his horse during a storm and died in quicksand. It is Scooby-Doo. His betrothed (laughs) later came across his ghost who warned her to leave the island. She persuaded her parents to leave and when the family returned, they saw utter destruction everywhere. But their home had been spared. What a big load of bonk. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, (laughs) 
Heather's allowed you to have two shots on the back of the fact that it's load. a big load of bunk tonight. More bunk than you could possibly know what to do with. It's spilling through my fingers. Bunkage. There's bunk everywhere. That one is the light catching the rain if I've ever seen it. Wow. Chad also steps in yeah. with more bunk. Let me get the wheelbarrow of bunk. There's bunk everywhere. There's bunk up nice. the walls. Honestly, that bunk will never come out. Is it bunk proof? TV shows as far back as 1956 have chronicled sightings of the phantom said to appear ahead of a storm. The deadly storm made landfall on the east coast of the US last Friday, bringing with it biblical flooding and what has been described as a thousand year rain event, which is exactly like the event they had last year and the year before and the year before. So bunk. Right. They have them every year for a thousand years. Perfect. There. So a thousand year rain event. You're going to empty the bottle if you keep bunking, madam. (laughs) (laughs) Ghost in flood. Oh, heavens above. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with the soccer playing Adrian Lee. I'm now up to four and we are tied (laughs) for the lead. What have you got, Miss Morris, in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? This is the bizarre moment a shopkeeper's possessed pot of instant noodles randomly shot up into the air and landed on its side. Phantom (laughs) instant noodles. noodles. Right. Karma noodles. <laughs> karma noodles. Karma noodles. Karma, 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 karma noodles. I was thinking of ramen noodles. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> See how that works. Uh, well, no. Amusing footage, which has amassed millions of views online, shows the shopkeeper placing the noodles on a glass counter before turning to use his computer. Yes, thank you for highlighting the sound of a computer. That's, that's exactly what it sounds like. Nailed it. For all of those people out there born in 1923, this is the sound of a computer. What are you playing? Donkey Kong from 1978. Suddenly the container launches into the air, startling the shopkeeper before landing upside down on the counter. Oh, he spilled his noodles. The worker then jumps up and looks around in bewilderment. Oh, what happened to my noodle? Oh, you only <laughs> went off half there, didn't you? You didn't do a full one. You went off no, half. half. Don't go yeah. full. No, we'll no, get into all sorts of no, trouble. No, not till later. Having now been viewed more than one million times, the cause of the spontaneous launch has been dividing opinion on social media. Some believe it was paranormal activity, even claiming the man may have been pranked by a ghostly spirit. Those pesky spirits. Mm-hmm. Especially the ones that Spilling attack fast food snacks. Yes, right. <laughs> Others suggest the jump may have been caused by the worker placing the hot bowl on top of a cigarette lighter, which exploded as a result of the heat. One viewer, oh my God, I can't say this, Likawi Fujiti Say it three times, we get a wish. Bonsai <laughs> said, This a paranormal activity a caught on camera. Wow. You shall be surprised. Wow. <laughs> Mr. Abound. You pot noodle prankster. Pot noodle prankster. <laughs> pot noodle prankster haunted fast food snack. Or I don't want that back. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, Miss Morris has gained two points and we all have parity standing together. Nice. Covered in pot noodle. With four. Family tormented by eerie voice singing nursery rhyme at night. Reason why 
is shocking. Alice Connington, 34, was so tormented by the sinister tune that she was unable to sleep in her Ipswich home. The mum of two told the Ipswich star, I was waking up at night. It was absolutely terrifying. I've been to Ipswich. I was terrified too. (laughs) I heard it all the times of the night. What was it? 1am, 2am. What was it? In case you don't know all the times of the night, I'd throw a couple of I do know the time. What was it? (laughs) It was sporadic. Sometimes it would play once. Other times it was over and over and over. What was it? Eventually, the creepy occurrence proved too much for Alice and she decided to report it to the local council. What was it singing? Investigators managed to track down the sound to a nearby industrial estate just a few hundred meters. It was spiders. From her home. It was there they discovered the rhyme was meant to be a deterrent to stop thieves. But it had backfired after spiders repeatedly crawled. <laughs> Nailed it. I win. Over, I the, win. over the motion sensors. Give me points. Spiders were crawling over the motion sensors and setting off somebody recording themselves reading a nursery rhyme. It was spiders. A spokesman for the council said, this is unique in our experience. Miss Morris getting points is remarkable, he said. <laughs> And that was a spokesman for the council of Ipswich. (laughs) It was difficult to believe a nursery rhyme would be playing in the middle of the night. But we do take all complaints extremely seriously and ask the residents who contacted us to let us know when it was actually playing so we could investigate properly. We took a call around midnight and immediately went to the area with the nursery rhyme SWAT team to find out more. (laughs) Just take bug spray. We did hear the nursery rhyme playing from an industrial premises and it sounded very eerie at that time of night. We appreciate that people living nearby would find it quite spooky. Alice has said she is now looking forward to getting some actual sleep. Spooky rhymes read by a dead man or Mary had a little lamb. You decide. (laughs) Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee, I'm now up to a rather humpy dumpty six. You want points for the spider, do you? Because I win. Okay, I should give you some points as well. You're now getting <laughs> a little Miss Muffet bowl full of six. Chad's the little boy who whittled down the drain. He's currently Ooh. on four. Chad, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Mom stunned to see daughter in photo taken three years before she was born. Creepy. A mom of two was left shocked when she spotted a ghostly figure standing behind her daughter in a photo taken 10 years ago. Laura Sis, 38, noticed the person lurking behind her daughter Aisha, then aged 5, when the photo picture popped on her Facebook memories last week. I don't believe it. I've seen the picture. She mistook the girl for her youngest daughter Sophie, now aged 7, before realizing she couldn't have been born when it was taken. Half a shot for bunk. A whispered bunk is only half a shot, madam. (laughs) Full bunk, full voice. These the rules. These nuts. These the nuts. All right, so she said, the girl looks like Sophie. It does have the look of her. It's very strange. When I first looked at the picture, when I saw it again, 
My eyes went straight to the face, and I thought, what's Sophie doing there? I've never seen her in that picture before. But then I realized Sophie wasn't even born when the photo was taken. It couldn't have been her. Maybe it's an echo of the future, or something like that. That seems logical, right? Laura added, I remember taking the picture. It was a Saturday. It was raining, and I was washing up, and Aisha had been nagging me to try on the dress as it was new. When she put it on, I said she looked very lovely and that I should take a photograph of her. I remember when we were alone and there were no other children there. Now, what kind of person says she looked lovely and that I would take a photograph of her? No, do it in the right voice. That... Wow, you're setting tasks this early on. <laughs> to be fair, it we made be higher. It's a woman. <laughs> we made Michelle eat jelly beans that tasted like vomit, so he's getting away with it. To be fair, isn't he? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We've made our own this year. <sighs> I, I can't do it. You can <laughs> I can't. do it. It looks like a little girl with blonde hair, but there is no one who would have been at the house who it could have been. <laughs> it's a rubber ducky, Bert. <laughs> right. And Bert and Ernie aren't gay. Uh, that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> Photo of the past or the man's an ass. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers. Oh, I'm going to give you four points for even attempting that. Nice. He's up to a rather resplendent haunted photograph picture. Good job. Eight. An urban explorer was left shaken when he claims he saw the ghost of Uncle Fester in oh, the door. Oh, that one is really oh, that's bunk. awesome. No, of an abandoned bunk. bunker. Again, you're welcome oh, to take a God. shot wherever you're playing in the world. Might I add that that picture of quote-unquote Uncle Fester actually looks like a photograph that you had taken at Fairlawn in Duluth. Oh, on right. a desk. Yes. Yes, that is true. But I didn't use a flash and I took five photographs with a tripod. I know, but the, just the image yeah. looks exactly like yours. Back to Scooby-Doo, it looks like a guy with a mask on. It's like a pillowcase yeah. with a couple of eyes and a mouth cut out. It's That's the right. phantom, That's I right. tell you. Yeah. I'm waiting for those darn kids to wreck one of these stories. They're going to they be will. in there. <laughs> Jake no. Par 30 was exploring an underground bunker in Stockport, Greater Manchester, and was taking photographs of his experience. However, looking back at the photographs, Jake was shocked to find the pictures appeared haunted. Despite looking suspiciously like a piece of graffiti, Jake reckoned the face was a ghost that looked like Uncle Fester from the Adams family. Bunk. Famous for his hunched posture, bald head, and dark eyes. Uncle Fester possessed the strange ability to generate electricity. Still bunk. Alongside seeing the face of Uncle Fester in one of the bunker's doors, Jake also claims... You said bunkers. Oh, God. <laughs> well spotted. There's no pulling the wall over your eyes, is there? Nothing gets past you, does it, know, Morris? Was that like the fourth time you said it? I know. Oh, Chuck Morris over there using Morris code. Wow. Jake also claims he could see the face of a little girl in the bottom of the stairs. He had quite the evening, didn't he? Oh, Desi God. Despite being scared by the experience, Jake plans to return to the underground bunker to see what other paranormal <laughs> experiences he can encounter. Jake from Stockport. Jake from Stockport. From State Farm. It's Jake from State Farm. Said whenever I was down there, it felt really creepy and almost as though someone was following us. 
But it wasn't until I looked back at the photographs that I realized how creepy it really was. You're imagining. I was shocked when I looked at the photographs of the ghost in the door. It looked like Uncle Fester. It was definitely an old, bald man. What's that called? Paradilia? Paradilia. You're breaking my heart. You're shaking my car. I know things. Matrix scene as well would be another good word. Then I was even more surprised when I looked through the rest of the photographs and saw the ghost of the little girl on the stairs. Whatevs. It now all makes sense as to why it was so creepy down there. It has to be haunted. No, it doesn't. But even though it was horrifying, I would definitely return one day. What, to get the truth? Let's pray (laughs) so we don't come to any harm, or it's only Jake from State Farm. (laughs) Yay! Yay! I shall give myself... Two very well-insured points, and I am now up to parity with Chad on a remarkably rounded eight. That's great. I have one story in UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. Alien-like sea creature washes up next to Brit beachgoer. It's a jellyfish. We now enter the round that we call the strange and the bizarre. It looked like a jellyfish. Liverpool-born Adam Dickinson, 31, found the bizarre being on a beach in his adopted homeland of New Zealand. In photos, it appears as a number of purple blobs arranged in a circle, bounded by a sun-shaped ring of white jelly. Dairy Queen's going downhill recently with its... Full collection, isn't it? <laughs> now the creature has been identified by New Zealand's National Institute of Water and Atmospheric Research as a lion's mane jellyfish. I win. Let's mm, play other wins again. <laughs> the world's largest known species <laughs> of jellyfish. Where's Tell me it? something about a lion mane's jellyfish then. It has lots of tentacles. Give yes. me points. <laughs> wow, that's almost a threat. Look at her clenching her fist. Resembles a lion's mane and it's purple. <laughs> and it's a jellyfish. Points. <laughs> who points. knew? Adam, who visited the beach with his wife Eve and his children, said the creature was nearly a meter across. That's a big old jellyfish right there. We'd been out walking and there was up to 100 jellyfish along the estuary and the beach. Makes me wonder how old would a jellyfish need to be to get a metre across? I mean, that might have been hundreds of years old. I don't care. At the end, after about an hour, we came across this one. It almost looked alien-like and was slowly moving or contracting. Our initial reaction was impressed because it's an amazing-looking thing. The underwater lion's mane jellyfish has tentacles that can trail 100 feet or more and they're longer than a blue whale and though its stings are rarely fatal the large number of tentacles mean that medical attention is often recommended after exposure in july 2010 the broken up remains of one such jellyfish were big enough to sting 150 beachgoers near the u.s town of rye in new hampshire they pack a hell of a punch i've been told says adam I had turned a few jellyfish upside down to explain to the kids not to touch the tentacles, but this was the only one I actually wouldn't touch. I've been here for nine years and I have seen nothing like that. Wow, that looks sick. Or you, poke it with a stick. You decide, go to our Facebook (laughs) site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. You will see the giant jellyfish for yourself in glorious Technicolor. I shall give myself another two points. I'm now up to the double integer of 10 based on my story. As we now move into the round that we call the strange and the bizarre. It's the strange and the bizarre stories from around the world that don't fit easily into any other category, but are too good. Not to read out, Miss Morris, what have you got for me first in the round of S&P? Mm. 
something you both should be very interested in. I looked long and hard for this it's one. It's going to be food, women, or cars, Chad. Prepare yourself. Or farts. I'm... Farts. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, you both <laughs> deflated at that. That was hilarious. <laughs> farts was, was way down the list after yeah. cars, rock music, motorbikes, <laughs> women, and food. I have women well, was on that this list. this is going to help you a little bit because it'll give you an excuse. Does that help? I don't need an excuse. I go with gay abandon and blame the people yeah, around I know. me. <laughs> I know. We all know. People from the gas board have been digging up the drains for the last three weeks. Well, did you know that this disgusting thing happens to your body if you try to hold in your fart? I thought it just got absorbed into your body and into your bloodstream. You're wrong. Next, Chad, what do you think? It makes you smell terrible. It mm, bruises out your skin. You're close. I'm going to help you. While farting is a completely normal bodily function, some people don't like to admit they ever do it. Do you ever hold it in? No, men never do. I do just they? sigh. Of you don't, sir. I you poof in, in your panties, don't you? Oh, great. I don't, I'm commando, <laughs> madam. If you are disgusted by this idea and try to hard, well, you actually try your hardest to hold in the gas and not fart in front of others, you're not alone. But you also could be suffering from some nasty consequences that you don't know about or ever even imagined. According to experts, if you hold in fart gas, it can recirculate around your body and come out from some, well, really shocking places. This is the bends, isn't it? This is a decompression chamber you're going to have to see. (laughs) Well, Claire Collins, a professor in nutrition and dietics, at the University of Newcastle in New South Wales, Australia, writes to explain what farts are and what happens if you hold them in. So don't hold them in. Okay, here we go. No, don't, no, please hold it in. Please. Juice anyone? She said the next time you feel a large amount of volume of intestinal gas getting ready to do what it does, try to move to a more convenient location. That means go out of the room, boys. Whether you make it there or not, the best thing for you, your digestive system is to just let it go. So please go to the other room and just let it go. A buildup of intestinal gas can trigger abdominal distension with some gas reabsorbed into the circulation and exhaled into your breath. So your farts literally can come out your mouth if you don't let them go out your bum. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Kissing your date at the cinema. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. This is the most disgusting thing I've ever read. Farts coming out of your <laughs> so mouth. So if you try to be proper, you're actually going to fart into your date's mouth. That's disgusting. So I could say in this sealed <laughs> studio, I'm just mm. letting go now because the last thing we want is it to come out of my mouth. I'm doing you all a favor. You should be thanking me. The whole show is coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Into one big gas ball. Are you done? Wow. Any more you want to add to that before I take your points away? What's the matter with you? You know it's towards the end of the show when she's been drinking for an hour. Oh, that's that's the princess. Let's name them. That's the princess. Captain's choice. Juice anyone? That needs bleaching. Wow, I'm going to have to throw those away? Where are we with all of this? Let's name them, shall we? Give them all their own personality and character. I shall give you two points. As much as it pains me, two flabby woof woof Mm, points lead you Flabby woof woof? Flabby woof woof, eh? For Miss Morris. Chad, what have you got for me tonight in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre? 
A Kent bloke reveals image of Jesus that appeared in his living room curtain. Oh, that is so bunk. <laughs> right. My own personal. Jesus. Ding, 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 ding. In his curtains. The shocked photographer took a snap of the di- divine apparition when he spotted it in his front room earlier this month. Oh, The Christ-bearing curtains seemed to show the outline of Jesus' eyes, nose, beard, and hair. And handlebar mustache, apparently. Now, my <laughs> question is, how do they know it was Jesus, not like Jesus pedicurist Hiram or something? Yeah. They don't really know what he looks like. He's just an old man with a beard. Well, old. I mean, right. he, he got to 32, I guess. But <laughs> it's just, it's a man with a beard, ultimately, isn't it? Yeah. It looks yeah. like Ringo Starr from the well, Sgt. Pepper album. As close as you can get to a man with a beard by looking in your curtains. How do you know it was in Duck Dynasty? <laughs> That's probably what it was. That's a sad lookout for <laughs> Christians all over the world. Haunt you. God made man in his own image. I'm sure he didn't choose Duck Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, the snapper, who does not wish to be named, said, It's a process of my work. To see a different perspective on the ordinary. Uh, Now that's pretty suspect right there. Like, how else do you say, I faked this picture? Oh, good one. (laughs) The face of Jesus developing in the shadows of my curtain was a welcome sight in the afternoon light and oddly reassuring. Really? This is not the first time that Jesus' face has been cited by shocked believers. Mm. Some say that the Turin Shroud on display in the Cathedral of St. John The Baptist in northern Italy shows the face of Christ in its cloth. Other believers believe that images captured by the Hubble telescope of the Cone Nebula show Jesus praying in the heavens. Catholic popes have even approved of devotion to certain holy faces throughout the ages, with the Feast of the Holy Faces of Jesus being an annual celebration in religion. Oh, wait. His face is a feast? Right, right. You get to eat Another bit of his the face. <laughs> Sightings of holy faces have cropped up in all kinds of unusual places throughout the ages, like a Southern California diner, the Cowgirl Cafe, which made headlines wow. with a photo of Jesus' face miraculously appearing in a pancake. In 2014. There was the famous Cheezus. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah, Cheezus. I love uh-huh, Cheezus. Uh-huh. Nice. Oh, Christ has been spotted in bird poo, an MRI of a man's heart, and several frying pans. Hmm. Greasy. For what it's worth, the scientific explanation, scientific explanation, like you said, is called pareidolia. Yay! Which Let's play Heather Wins again! You can't interrupt stories with your own random facts. <laughs> I win! <laughs> I win! You win, dear. Everyone's losing that. right now. <laughs> Jesus in the drapes. Or just random shapes, you decide to go to our Facebook site, more <laughs> questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We now enter the last round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you have now found us on one of our platforms. Why not cut and paste the link to what you're listening to on SoundCloud, iTunes, or tune in and tell the whole wide world on your social media that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. This is the round. That we're going to talk about naughtiness, filth, things we aren't allowed to discuss over the airwaves. If your mother's in the room and of a nervous disposition, throw her in the cellar. If there's small kids (laughs) running around, lock them in the attic, nail them up there with a nail and a hammer. What? All's good in the world. (laughs) I accidentally poured hot chilli sauce on my boyfriend's penis during sex. 
You've Did got to, you? You've got yeah. to read a headline Did like you? that. What a Friday night that was. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. I can't look a Donna Kebab in the eye anymore. Or a habanero. Plenty of rocking horse on that, please. Mmm, ghost pepper. There's a fine line between pleasure and pain, like supporting West Ham United or the Vikings. Wow. And these two unlucky couples have certainly crossed it. According to a two? recent study, yes, I've got two stories. Oh, for crying. It's the number that comes after one and before three to help you. Oh. According to See, a recent study. I told you study, it was entertaining to watch Heather do math. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, her brain is frozen. What? She spends at least three quarters of her day thinking about fractions. Oh, God. <laughs> three quarters of young Brits have done themselves a mischief during sex, apparently. Three quarters. Wow. A fifth of the people surveyed even admitted to taking a day off work as a result of sex injuries. What? You've got to stretch, haven't you, before you do anything? Limber up, bit of Bengay. I need a day off. Stretch How are the Brits it out. doing this that wrong? Here, two brave couples share their own eye-watering sex injury experiences. A word to the wise, it's always worth keeping a pot of yogurt in the fridge, just in case. Here we are. Things got seriously hot for Anna Marie Richardson, 28, a care worker, and her boyfriend, Doug Barrett, a company manager from Brighton, when they got frisky in the kitchen after a few drinks. Anna explains... A year ago, I was genuinely scared I'd killed my boyfriend. Doug and I had only been dating for a few months after meeting on Tinder. But one night... Oh, that's a good place to meet him. It was certainly a case of too hot to handle. (laughs) We'd spent a fun afternoon at a chili festival in Brighton. And we'd bought some of the really hot chili sauce, which I popped in my handbag. Always a good idea. We then headed back to the house and ended up getting down and dirty on his kitchen island. Nice. People have got to prepare food on that. Right. It was around dusk when we were quite drunk, having enjoyed a few beers throughout the day. After 15 minutes or so of foreplay, he can't be British, I'm just saying. 15 minutes? (laughs) That long? Wow. I was thinking that short, but go on. I was thinking he's had a cigarette break. Jesus, Mary. I reached into my bag to get what I thought was lube. Where's he going? But I managed to pick up the sauce instead. I then really? poured it. How do you mistake that? They're drunk. And why did you just have lube in your purse? Doesn't everyone? Is, is that a thing? It makes well, its own maybe. sauce, doesn't it? I was thinking. Right. Oh, it's disgusting. Go on. I then poured it all over his manhood and carried on doing what I was doing with my hand. Oh, see, it should be hell. hands if she was on a decent date. Didn't she <laughs> notice when her hands started tingling? After about 10 seconds, he started screaming. I still hadn't clocked my mistake at this point, and he jumped off the kitchen table, writhing in pain. Lucky they didn't explore other avenues at that point. Oh, for hell. (laughs) In the process, he managed to trip over my shoe, fell over, and knocked himself out on the sideboard on the way down. Yes, take advantage of it, business. You like it spicy, don't you, Morris? Yeah, spicy pepper. So spicy. So spicy. I was like, oh my God, I've killed my new boyfriend. And what are people going to say when his cock's nearly burnt off? <laughs> wow. I'm sure it wasn't shriveled in black. He was. I thought that's your favorite kind. <laughs> he was out cold for a couple of minutes. I felt terrible. I thought I better give him the shocker. <laughs> I, oh, I made that up. Do you know <laughs> what the shocker is? Anyone? I, I thought... Anyone? No. The shocker is not that, Chad. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not the shocker either. 
Do you not Can know I pull my pants back is? up now? The shocker is a finger. Yes, we're not going to the... go there. I thought I'd have to no, ring an ambulance. It's not two in the and one in the. It's What's just... wrong with hello? There's a show here. Hello, eyes on I me. Didn't say back it. to me. I didn't say eyes it. on me. It's implication. It's just one finger up the imprecation. Yeah. I don't need any imprecation. My muscles are limber. Would you like the shocker? I thought. <laughs> can't we wait till the show's finished? I thought I'd like to ring an ambulance. <laughs> And that they'd oh, arrive yeah, and look at Doug's burnt willy and think, what have you done to the poor man? <laughs> I found some yogurt in the fridge, so I put that on his penis. He now has raspberry pips in his urethra, I might add. Great. When Blueberry. He... <laughs> I like the way she put the yogurt back for the rest of the family to use. Rhubarb. When he came round, he was very confused <laughs> and still in quite a bit of pain from the chili. I felt Bad. awful as I was so nervous. I started laughing, which wasn't the best reaction. Probably not. Thankfully, by the next evening, he was back to normal and could laugh about it. I'd say I definitely bonded with him as a couple, and it's become one hell Do of a story for the not pub. Bond with the person that rubs yogurt on your rhubarb. You never tickle another man's rhubarb, That's Morris. Right. This is right. where we are. Do you want another one? There's another one dying to get out. Student Lola Hamilton, 19, from London, was enjoying a romantic evening mm. with her ex-partner Dave. Also 19, when an accident mm-hmm. during oral sex transformed the bedroom into a crime scene. Accident. Oh, that's not supposed to be complicated. With a crime scene tape. Go <laughs> yeah. on. And there's an outline on the floor in chalk. That's right. Wow. I've met some large ladies. You'd need to go back to the station and Stop get a it. second box of chalk. Stop it. <laughs> it had been the perfect <laughs> summer's day. My boyfriend at the time and I had just finished school and we'd enjoyed a walk around Covent Garden. Gone for dinner, then headed back to his house to watch Netflix and chill. He lived with his family and shared a bedroom with his brothers, but the rest of the family were upstairs, so I wanted to make the most of having some alone time. Hold on. She's going back to a house with his mom and dad and siblings? Upstairs, yes. They're only 18 and 19. They're still at school, madam. Oh, go in a bush then. Wow, that's romantic. What, in the car park of Dairy Queen? (laughs) Soon one thing led to your mother, and I ended up nice. giving him oral sex. Ooh. But I must have been a bit too vigorous. Is there such a thing as too vigorous? Everyone's been on the money I for me. I don't know. Ask the man. As suddenly, something suddenly snapped. There was literally so much blood like I've never seen before. It was like a crime scene. It was like Carrie, Stephen King. CSI. <laughs> I'd never seen him panic so much. I couldn't help but laugh. Women are very cruel. They're always laughing. Did the carrot fall off? I shall explain what happens to the carrot. From what I'm told, that's the best way to calm a British man down. What's a laugh? To snap it off? To snap it off. When they're in pain. (laughs) (laughs) Don't try calming me down, would be my advice. (laughs) One hand on the head and one hand on the head. He never found it funny and started shouting, Don't laugh, this is serious. Look it up. It was pretty dramatic and quite gross because obviously the blood was all over me too. And just kind of everywhere. Uh-uh. He was terrified his penis might be injured forever. Yeah. So the conversation then switched to what we were going to do. A splint would be my advice at this point. Ooh, popsicle <laughs> sticks. There you go, and a roll of duct tape. I got some. Right we here. locked ourselves in our bedroom for a while. He was freaking out, and I was desperately searching Google to find out what had happened. It was still bleeding. <laughs> There's the duct tape. And his brothers, yes, I can see you've got duct tape. You're going to need a broom handle, madam. <laughs> It was still bleeding and his brothers were banging on the door and we realised there was no way out of this. 
We had to come clean. I can't believe it was bleeding. That's disgusting. We ended up getting the bus to hospital, which was awkward. <laughs> got a, bag, a bag of frozen peas. So wait a second. A bag of frozen peas. Yes. A duct tape. A s- duct tape. A splint, a splint They're on with their way popsicle to sticks. hospital on the bus. And it's bleeding like he needs a transfusion That's from his penis. happening. Yes. Wow. I, I, I bet I'm the person that gets on the bus and has to sit next to them because I always get to sit next to these people on buses. Wow. It's ridiculous. That's disgusting. We had to tell his mum. We pretty much had to tell everyone, which was very embarrassing. His little brothers were laughing so much. I bet. Oh, yeah. Well, if he's 18, he's, how old's his little brothers? 14. Wow. Thankfully, the doctor was really casual and told him he would be all right. He, or rather I, had torn the skin between the foreskin and the shaft of the penis and needed to avoid any vigorous activity. That's not the taint. What is it? For the next few weeks. Like, I look like I know I'm an expert on anatomy, am I You now? should. You're reading the story. It should I say have, the area. I'm sure a listener will send a photograph in. Just a <laughs> bottle of... <laughs> just a bottle of hot chili sauce. Or I've just lost my willy, of course. Oh, God. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of... For your mother. I got a story about vajayjays. Lovely. We go from Ooh, one I extreme like to the other. You like How those, about <laughs> Bedazzled. Bedazzled. Sequins. Glitter. Yes. Sesame seeds. Gold. Imagine gold member. Gold member. Gold member. <laughs> well. <laughs> He's a man. The man with the Midas touch. Nice. <laughs> Don't touch it. After I need a wee. They never spoke about King Midas having to take a wee, did they? No. Well, a mom is making rose gold casts of women's vaginas in a bid to give them more confidence in the bedroom. So wax those bits, women, so you can get a cast of your vajayjay. A cast. Yes. How does that make you more confident, exactly? Because you actually get to see it, because you never actually see it. Hang on, I'll get a mirror. Take it off the closet door. We'll be fine, Chad. What? The vajayjay? I was thinking. It hanging there anyway. I think you should take this to a Chinese buffet and you can rest your chopsticks on it. <laughs> so what? You have little, What's you have wrong a, with you? You have a little rest for your chopsticks. <laughs> Shut up. If you made a model of it. Are you I could, talking? I could rest my chopsticks on it. Is what Shut it. It's like where you park a bicycle. Oh, Bobby Jillians, 34, has been inundated with requests after launching her rather unusual idea, and she hopes it will get women talking about their private bits. We're talking about it. Yeah, we are. Bobby from Clacton-on-Sea, Essex. I learned to drive in Clacton. I passed my driving test in Clacton-on-Sea. That says a lot. Yeah. Mr. Speed. Never been to Clacton before in my life. The driving instructor said, mm. if you want to pass your test in London, it's a three-month waiting list, or we could drive to Clacton-on-Sea and get it done now. And I said, let's just get it done. So we drove to Clacton-on-Sea, went up the A12, took an hour. I drove around the seaside town. I passed my test. I came home again. And that's why you have speeding tickets. How does that even correlate that's to speeding right, tickets? That's right, whatever. I'm hoping my cast will make people feel more confident talking about their bits and pieces. The human body shouldn't be a taboo subject, so you should love your bits and pieces and baubles. I hope this will encourage women to be more open and comfortable with their bodies. The single mom of two has plans to launch casting parties where friends can get together, like lots of them, like seven or eight, 
Women. Can I tell you the over difference? Over a bottle of wine, have their bits molded. <laughs> what the, are they going to do with the bottle of wine? Wow. Help with the mold. <laughs> Wasn't there a cork in that when we started? <laughs> right. This is the, the difference between men and women. Because women would all get together, drink a bottle of wine, and cast their bits. Imagine if I said to Chad, there's six guys coming over. You, we'll drink a bottle mm-hmm. of wine and cast our willies. You yeah, hold on there, Mr. The Lee. Hold on. I'm holding. Mmm. Her first model was actually nervous to have it done, uh, yeah. saying she wasn't very pretty down there. Because it looked like a punch lasagna, apparently. It looked like Arby's. <laughs> oh, for the love of Christ. Does that come with horseradish? A big Arby's. Oh, so you're putting me right off me. I'm going to have a... Oh, I wanted something sweet after this show. I was going to go and get a burger. I'd... Not Bobby. a roast beef sandwich anymore. <laughs> Stop it! Stop! Bobby believes many women feels like we this. We have the meats. <laughs> exactly! So, bite me! Oh, yeah. Bite me. Didn't we talk about that in the last story? It didn't go well. No, it didn't go well. Well, Bobby believes many women feels like this and hopes her project will show no two are the same. They're all different sandwiches. All of them. Some of them can be roast beef. Some God of them made can us be gold. God made salami. us all. Gold made us all different. Yes, giving women more confidence in the bedroom and on the doctor's table or slab. My mother went to see a gynecologist last week, and she got the thumbs up. You're disgusting, Mister <laughs> Lee, with your hammocks. She said her gynecologist is so old, he's got Parkinson's now, but she said that wasn't a problem. Stop it. Stop it. I'm done. I'm out. I have nothing left. (laughs) I want to offer casting. I'm actually thinking about this. I'm an artist. I can cast women's bids. I'll come to those parties. Yeah, I'm gay. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Hold the plaster still, Chad. (laughs) You're terrible. (laughs) I'll get the hair dryer. We'll have this off in a jiffy. I think I'm going to do it, but not with you guys. I want to offer casting parties in the near future where women... We could do a casting couch. Uh, piss off. Or men can get together with their friends and have a laugh getting their body parts cast. Did you notice I said, and men? Because I plan on casting their baubles. But not their... ours, apparently. Could not we, could we get, I'd rather, wouldn't the balloon not be better? The old tea towel holder, the sheriff's no, badge. No, they only cast those in chocolate. That was the, like the very first episodes we ever did was a... Anus casting. Yes. Uh, Anus casting. Casting to the yeah, stars. Yeah, for Hollywood your lover Boulevard. in chocolate. Lovely. Yes, so you can tongue the hole. Anyway. Like a they've got- <laughs> <laughs> This show's getting away from me and I'm oh. in charge. <laughs> They'll get a delivery of their own personal sculpture instead of naughty undies. So give my party. I'm going to contact this lady and I'm going to start the US party of the JJs. The vagina casts are actually designed to be in a bedroom. They will make fantastic Valentine's Day or Christmas gifts if people are looking for something a bit different. I guess you could put it on the front door to keep away unwanted guests like Jehovah's Witnesses if you wanted each to their (laughs) own. Seems random. I can't imagine someone would have it on their kitchen table unless they needed a salad tosser. (laughs) (laughs) I had a 
bothered that bit. I thought you may have done. (laughs) I've had loads of people, do you see what I did there, Uh, inquiring. I've also had men contact me asking me to cast their balls too. Who wouldn't? What's the worst that's going to happen? Doesn't plaster get hot when it's starting to set? No, I'm thinking it depends on the amount of material you need. You know, young balls are not going to need as much material as old balls that hang down to the knee. Does it capture the wrinkles <laughs> when you? Uh... Yes, it does. <laughs> my Chad. mother's my mother's does it get stuck to this in show? the wrinkles. Yes, and she knows. <laughs> she knows how far they hang down. My like mother powdered pipes. that. She powdered it once. She put zinc cream on yes, it. Yes, and she knows what it'll look like because of your dad. Lovely. You told me about the bagpipes once. Yes. I sneaked downstairs to have a look at our Christmas <laughs> presents on New Christmas Eve. My dad was bending over in gappy pants and when i say pants it's briefs and uh, he was messing around with the christmas presents i thought my sister had some bagpipes for christmas you're terrible Mm -mm. is there more for god's sake yes there's only two sentences you bastard i have to wait until the kids are back at school to actually invite people over to cast their balls and vajayjays you reckon Casting time was set up a year ago and operates from Bobby's back room. I have a back room. I'm happy to cast people's balls and vajayjays. What does your mother do for a living? Well, you don't want to know. (laughs) Lifetime front bottom cast or that won't last. You decide. Go to our Facebook site (laughs) where you will see everything in glorious Technicolor. Chad, you have the very last story of the evening in the round we call Not For Your Mother. Man starts house fire after burning his pregnant girlfriend's sex toy. Why? An arsonist who used his girlfriend's sex toys to set fire to her home has been jailed. What were they made of? (laughs) Angry Charles Hollingsworth, 24, used petrol to ignite the pile of vibrators outside her front door. Were they silicone, wood, or hardwood? I thought Uh, hardwood. Isn't a flaming dildo a cocktail? Wouldn't you go and order one of those? No, but we can make it up. We should probably make it up. Okay. Earlier, the pair had fought on an evening out in Cleethorpe Links. Hollingsworth of Grimsby admitted arson, being reckless as to whether life was endangered on June 10th. Michael Morley, prosecuting, told Grimsby Crown Court. Is that an English name, or Grimsby. did they just make it up? No, Grimsby's a really, wow. it's a fishing town, a midway up the east coast of England. That's a bad lure. It Go smells. On. It smells very bad in Grimsby. It's a fishing port. Yes. Told Grimsby's Crown Court that Hollingsworth had thrown all of her belongings out of the home after their fight. She returned home in the early hours and saw his van outside. He then warned her, if you keep carrying on, I'll set the house on fire. Hollingsworth then picked up sex toys that were still in their plastic packaging and piled them outside the door. She still had them in the packaging. I have them outside. Oh, never mind. Well, I suppose that's burned. He used <laughs> petrol to set fire to them, and the sp- flames spread to the house. The woman and her friend got water from the kitchen to try and put out the fire and Wait threw a, a can of petrol away. He used... Her dildos as kindling? Totally. Yep. (laughs) Come and roast your spuds on this. (laughs) They threw the can of petrol away, causing a further spread of flames there, and Hollingsworth walked to his van, drove away. Of course he did. (laughs) Who knew? 
the There's ex- photographs of this on Facebook. The ex-girlfriend, who had three children and was pregnant at the time, said, I was really scared. And really sad, yeah. because I lost all my friends. He admitted, They're expensive. Yeah, they are right. expensive. <laughs> he admitted to having no, sure, no insurance and no, no license sure. no on shirt. the same day. <laughs> right, you can picture that one. And he was jailed for two and a half years and banned from driving for two years. Did he have to reimburse her for her friends? Banned from driving. from driving got to do with the price of all of this? Driving. Well, he didn't have insurance. Yeah. Wow. I have a carnal desire, or oh no, my toys are on fire. <laughs> you decide for yourself. Go to our Facebook Jesus. site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place, winning the K2 meter with. The dead battery with a jar full of spiders and a book of nursery rhymes is Heather Morris. I no, hope you get I to win. enjoy those. You scored a rather resounding Little Miss Muffet eight. I don't believe you. He marched <laughs> them up to the top of the hill and he marched them down again. Mm-mm. In second place was myself tonight. He managed to score a rather marvellous Ten, I'm going to get a jellyfish and a wheelbarrow full of peanut butter to make the world's largest <laughs> And PB. a wet willy. And Jay, Buggers. and apparently I'm getting a wet willy and a bugger as well. What a great <laughs> Friday night for everyone concerned. But in resplendent first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera on his first evening of reading out stories, is Chad. Yay, Chad! He managed to scrape Whee! himself together. Take that, Michelle. A rather <laughs> reasonable 11. He wins a lifetime supply of fart powder and a broken down elevator with 12 people stuffed <laughs> nice. in it. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Leo. You can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips remember we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show so if you jump over to soundcloud right now and search for mqta radio we do a round called not for your mother that we can't read out on air because it's laden with filth you have been listening to more questions than answers the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with your host adrian lee we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment we are the lights before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest sanctuary extended to Lana Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Drainer, Chad Peters, and all of the International Paranormal Society at intparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interested.